The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Sports Rage Late Night with Gabe Marinci on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204. Scumbags! Rage! Sports Rage with Gabe Marinci. Rage all you want. Oh, yeah. Level two has begun. This is Sports Rage. I am Renzi. The pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people of Boston, and everybody else in between throwing it down. Sunday, bloody Sunday. And uh, we've got the National Football League preseason uh, rolling on right now. We're just 17 days away from the start of the regular uh, season. CFL football. Man, the CFL season's just flying by. Only 14 games uh, this year. And we've already played uh, three of them. You know, the, the underdogs just continue to kill it. All right, the underdogs continue to kill. It was 2-2 two two this week, actually, with the favorites and the dogs. But the underdogs that win keep on winning outright. So we've got it at 9-3 and yeah, so it's nine and three on the season. So underdogs are 9-3 and three on the season in the CFL, like ATS. But they've won eight of the games outright. So like, if, you, if you're going to play the underdogs, just play the damn money line. And it's, it's cash more often than not. We've enjoyed the CFL. Can't wait for college uh, football. And, of course, Major League uh, Baseball. Things are getting uh, – things are starting to settle into place a little bit right now in Major League Baseball. We're officially six weeks away right now. There's six weeks left as of today, all right, in the Major League Baseball uh, season. And it sounds like it's a long time, but it really isn't. There's not that many games left. This stuff is starting to count, and it's safe to say, man, listen, the Baltimore Orioles, you wonder – how many games in a row can they lose? Well, it's up to 18 right now. It's up to 18, and we've got some interesting interesting chases uh, going on. The New York Yankees just aren't going away right now. They've won nine games in a row. They've, cut, they've, they've passed Boston. They caught Boston and passed Boston, but they're still four and a half back of Tampa Bay. We'll get you the updated numbers. All right, now Jason B. Takafin's going to step up. And the Atlanta Braves have won 13 consecutive road games. They've won 13 straight road games. They're on a nine-game win streak. And the Atlanta Braves are starting to run away with things right now in the National League East. Listen, we talked about the Mets and the Mets. So what's the deal with the Mets, too? They still have to go to San Francisco, huh? 
This is almost just like cruel and unusual punishment. <laughs> like, like for the Mets. But it all evens out. It all evens out. It's like Atlanta already played their tougher part of the, this stuff, right? Now the Mets have to deal with it. So after all this, the Mets get San Francisco. The Mets are seven back right now, right? Like the wheels have completely fallen off. The question is, are the Braves just going to go wire to wire uh, here? Speaking of the wheels falling off, man, there was a crazy-ass scene today in France, all right? Like real nuts in France. Uh, Marseille and Nice. It's spelled nice, and people are like, oh, it's nice. It's, it's Nice, right? So it's Nice. Uh, Marseille and Nice. So basically, the Nice fans were throwing bottles on the field, and they hit. They hit people. They were hitting players with them. Whatever. One of the players picked up the bottle and threw it back at the fans, and then the fans stormed the pitch. The late-night anger management class. Let's do this thing, Malice at the Palace style. As we nearly had a Malice in Marseille today, or I should say it was in Nice. So yeah, Nice and Marseille today. Uh, it's a big-time soccer league, too. This ain't like, you know what I mean? This ain't like sixth division in Colombia or something that turned into a riot, you know? Yeah, this is France, man. Let's hold this thing together. <laughs> so, um, who was it? Was it Payet that got hit in the face? So, somebody got hit in the face. I don't know, dude. Like, the, the, the Nice fans were throwing water bottles and cups and stuff on the pitch. And it, it started, it hit, it hit Payet in the face. And it, it hit, like, I think another dude got hit in the shoulder type thing. Like, so basically one of the players on Marseille in anger picked up the bottle and he threw it back. He threw it back at the fans. And a bunch of fans jumped, to like, onto the behind the net, like, you know, where the, the, the advertising, you know, boards are type thing. And security tried to hold them back, but they, whatever, they went right past security and they were like on the pitch pitch and it was about to get really ugly because the players would have defended themselves the players you could tell they had security on the field too and they would have started beating the crap out of the fans and then the fans would have overtaken the players and then everyone would have like ran on the like it could have gotten really really out of control like, like, people could have died. And we've seen incidents where people have been trampled before and stuff in soccer matches in the past, right? You got to chill out. These people, like, everyone needs to chill out. This is a stupid soccer game, man. Nice and Marseille, nobody gives a crap anyways. Like, Nice and Marseille is, like, near, like, riots here. So, it was actually the, uh, the Nice players. The Nice players saw what was about to happen, and they ran and they blocked the, the supporters, and they basically reasoned with them, and they told them, go back to your effing seats, man. Get off the field. And they did. Like, security could not, they weren't listening to security, right? But they listened to the players. So it's one thing, these nut jobs, at least they'll listen to the players. So the players, uh, the captain and niece is getting a lot of credit for, like, maybe saving lives. Because it was, like, it, it was about to blow up, guys. Because, like, once a bunch of fans run on the field and then there's a big fight, what the hell's going to happen? And all the fans are going to go on the field. And people are going to get trampled. Fans will get trampled. Players will get trampled. Oh, Moldier. Bring it. This is Portrait.
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire. Sports Rage Late Night with Gabe Marinci on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204. The Late Night Anger Match for class continues. Sometimes the players are hustlers and people are possible, but everybody else in between throwing it down. Sirius XM Channel 204, Sports Grid Radio Networks. I am Marinci. Ian Cameron rejoins us, a.k.a. Babano. So, Babano, let's keep it uh, moving here and let's talk about the Minnesota Vikings uh, right now. Another team in the M's. Uh, the Minnesota Vikings win total right now is eight and a half at FanDuel. And I'm surprised by this that it's it's so heavily shaded to the over at minus 160. A lot of people like the Minnesota Vikings. And I'm a big Zimmer fan and I'm a big Zimmer believer. Um, he was a great preseason coach, but it goes to show that even he can't salvage this and save these guys Last year, Minnesota's defense was pretty bad, which is kind of was unusual for them and Zimmer. Zimmer's a very, you know, he's an offensive guy and he's a great coach. Their defensive line was all right, but their secondary sucked. They really didn't do much to improve it. They brought in some older dudes. Um, and, and I, you know, I don't really like their defense much more than I did last year, to be honest. It got a little better as the season went on. Kirk Cousins, I'm not a fan of. It's been proven who he is. Dalvin Cook, it's hard to trust that he's going to stay healthy. I'll tell you what, Pabano, for me, it's under or nothing for the Minnesota Vikings. I do not trust this program. Uh, I don't either. Um, and look, it's not just that we don't trust Kirk Cousins. Who Look, his numbers at times are always going to look good. I mean, 35 touchdowns. He's a stat guy, Pabano. He's a numbers stat guy. guy. Big passing yards, 35 touchdowns, 13 inches. But I'm talking about key times of the football game, clutch moments, big drives, close football games. He's not going to usually get the job done, and he's not usually going to make that big play when you need it to. He's a decent passer, but he's and that's another thing that Minnesota's cost them here. The big contract to Cousins has hamstrung them from really improving this team in all the other areas of the football team. I not mean, the, so much anymore, Babetta. Kirk Cousins' contract was big before in comparison, but it isn't anymore. It's like the fourth year now, bro. You know what I mean? Like it's 
Other guys are making a lot more than Kirk Cousins. I will agree. They overpaid him at the time. They got stiff. It is what it is. But it's more mismanagement. They don't like spending no. money either. They're a cheap organization. They've always been cheap. Like, so that, that's another thing. But so, yeah. you know, they did pay a lot for Cousins at the time. But now they're not. You can't say that his contract is holding them back or anything like that. They just don't want to pay people. <laughs> yeah, and what's shocking about Minnesota is you've got Kirk Cousins. We know he's not a Russell Wilson. We know he's not a Patrick Mahomes in terms of mobility. He's not that, not even close. And the offensive line was a concern. Riley Reef, their starting left tackle the last few years, he went to the Bengals, you know, in the offseason. So right away you think Minnesota, you got to fill that hole and left tackle. They really didn't bring in anybody. I know they drafted this Christian Derrissaw in the draft and traded down, um, but is he ready for that tackle duty? It's just a rookie. That's what you're looking at here on this offensive line for the Minnesota Vikings coming into the season. I'm not saying Riley Reeves, you know, a, a top top uh, left tackle, but he was good and, and now an experienced. Now you're going to replace him with very little experience behind him. That's a concern with a immobile quarterback. He does have weapons. We know Dalvin Cook's terrific at running back. Jo- uh, Justin Jefferson. Filled the void for Stephon Diggs last year at a great rookie year. Adam Thielen's still reliable when he's on the field. Uh, Irv Smith Jr. is going to become the starting tight end because Kyle Rudolph is no longer on the team. So, And he showed glimpses last year. So there's weapons, but Cousins bothers me. The O-line concerns me. The defense. You know, they bring in Sheldon Richardson. Yeah, I think that's good. That'll bolster the defensive line. Uh, the, the, the defensive tackle should be a nice upgrade. They got Patrick Peterson to help the secondary, which got shredded and picked apart. He's not as good as he used to be. He's not as good as he used to be, Gabe. 100% right. There's a reason Arizona punted on him and replaced him in the offseason. He won't hurt them because it's not like they're going to, like, he'll be part of their package and stuff. not going to hurt them, but you're right. Like, there's been a decline in in his game for the last two years, you know? And Arizona sensed it, cut bait, and now he's here in Minnesota. And the Vikings are just banking on hopefully he turns back the clock. And plays a little bit better this year. And Xavier Woods back in the fold again with the uh, Vikings uh, as well uh, this year at the safety position. But, you know, Peterson's got the experience to help. Uh, I don't know if he's going to be able to get, be back uh, and playing at a high level. You know, the pass rush is certainly going to help the secondary. You know, they were awful last year, obviously, in that secondary. The question is, you got to hope Daniil Hunter coming back helps that. Because let's not forget, he was out all last year with the neck injury. Uh, so having him back should bolster the pass rush. I think the defensive line's got some potential, but if they do not get pressure consistently, Morency, I don't know if that secondary down the field is still good enough to cover uh, terrific uh, big receivers down the field. The schedule, they got to play the NFC West game. You know how I feel about that. But that is arguably the best division. I think it is the best division, top to bottom, in the NFL this year. They got to play the NFC West. They've got to play the AFC North, which is going to have Baltimore, Cleveland. I'm starting to think Pittsburgh may not have this fall off the cliff that some people think uh, this year. It's a really tough schedule. I'm with you on Minnesota. They're going to have to prove it to me. I would only look under the win total. You're getting plus money, man, under eight and a half. Wow, plus 135. Plus money for the Minnesota Vikings. As you mentioned, the schedule, their non-division schedule is tough. That's the one thing Mike Zimmer's always been good at, but I don't think it matters anymore. Zimmer, you said, you guys know, I've been talking about it for freaking years. Zimmer's an ATM machine in non-division games. All right, like, but it's here's like, the thing, Morency, about that. Better Minnesota teams in years past and weaker div- non-division schedules in years past. Now it's the well, reverse. <laughs> well, it's a pattern of a of like 60 games, so it's not like it was a small sample size, but... Yeah. The fact is, the team's just out of talent. Like, the the Vikings, they're hanging on by a thread, sort of, in my opinion. And and not to mention, Kirk Cousins, 
Kirk Cousins is unvaxxed. And it's caused, I'm not saying that every unvaxxed player has caused problems in the National Football League, but I think this one has. Zimmer, Zimmer is not happy. That a lot of the team isn't happy about about Cousins. They, you know, basically the deal is Cousins isn't very good to begin with. Everyone knows he stole money from these guys and he was overpaid. And now, you know, I mean, now they've got to go through the protocol crap because of this guy. Like, you know, people got to show up early. They have to have separate meetings for him because he can't be around other people. And I, you know, basically I know Zimmer is like a big, big pro-vax guy. And he already doesn't like him to begin with. And to me, I like Dalvin Cook, too. I think Dalvin Cook's a stud. Big Dalvin Cook fan. Guys, I used to bet the Vikings religiously, but it's just one of those deals. You can tell when a team and a coach is starting to run out of, like, he's running out of juice there, man, Zimmer. Like, they're not listening to him. The GM doesn't, like, they've made mistakes. They don't want to spend money. They plug in, like, you know what I mean? They don't, they don't have, like, a big plan there. And then you hear after that, oh, they, they were trying and they were going to move up and they wanted to get Justin Fields. So that's the whole thing, too. Like, Kirk Cousins knows they didn't really, they don't really want him there anymore, but they're stuck with this for another year type of deal. So, I don't know. It's just, it's not the healthiest situation. But on the on the plus side of battle for them, you know what it comes down to is, well, the division. What are the Chicago Bears like, right? Are the Bears and the Vikings? I think the Bears and the Vikings are pretty equal. You could argue the Vikings are better, but I won't. I think they're kind of equal. And then I'll tell you about Detroit, Babano. Detroit, when it's all said and done, you know, they're not going to have the best record in the league, but they're going to battle. They're not going to be easy to play against. You can just tell by what they're building and their physicality and stuff. The Lions are going to be a scrappy team, so I'm going to go under. I don't know, Babano. I'm getting all gung-ho here because of the plus money. Plus money over Miami Dolphins. Plus money under on the Minnesota Vikings, bro. And the thing is, guys, the Vikings always get hurt, right? Kirk Cousins gets hurt. Dalvin Cook gets hurt. Jefferson already got lit up um, in, in training camp. And if you look at their schedule, man, it really gets tough as the season goes on. It's not that hard to start. Then, you know, you're Dallas, Baltimore, Rams, Packers, 49ers, Lions, Steelers, Bears, uh, Chargers, <laughs> Packers, Bears. There ain't no, there ain't no rest off. Kirk Cousins ain't going nine and eight. Give me the under. I'm feeling it, Babano. I'm loving it. Plus money. I'm going to bet it. Yeah, I do like this. I think I'll have a bet on it. It's not going to be my top win total, but I'll have a bet on it. I, I, I like it. And the more I think about it, too, I don't like this offensive line situation. Again, they're going to have a rookie potentially at left tackle. This Christian yeah. Derrissaw kid, the tackle out of Virginia Tech. Now, I get it. You know, you couldn't resign. Hold Riley. the thought. Hold on. We got we to take a break. But I, I agree with you. It's not like Cousins is mobile if things break down. The late-night anger man will continue. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. 
at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. So, you know, I'm going to get another Dolphins at plus money. And then the, the Vikings, Dolphins over nine and a half plus money. And then the Vikings are plus, and it's even nicer, plus 135 to under, under eight and a half. I don't want to split, but if we split, we don't lose money. We'll make a couple of bucks, even on the split. It's a small little whatever. And I think we can hit this, Babano. I like this. I don't think the Vikings are a nine and eight team. I think the wheels are going to fall off for these guys. Yeah, I mean, it's it's difficult when you consider that. I don't think they – I think they've there's, there's been a degradation of talent and overall ability on both sides of the football. It's a, not an easy schedule, especially when you factor in AFC North, NFC West, two very good divisions. And, and even the AFC North, you think Pittsburgh might fall. I don't know. But Cincinnati is not going to be an automatic win for anybody this year. I think they're going to compete in games. Joe Burrow's one of those guys. He's going to make sure they hang around. So none of these games are, are are necessarily for sure victories for a team like the Minnesota Vikings. Before the last break, I was talking about their offensive line situation. They could have inexperience all over it, including a rookie at the left tackle spot. Kurt Cousins isn't mobile on his on any sort of day. And with O-line issues, if he gets injured, look, Kirk Cousins, we have our issues with him in big games, but he still can be productive and effective. But if something happens to him, have you watched the Minnesota quarterbacks here in the preseason? You ain't winning anything with Jake Browning and Kellen Mond if they have to take over for Kirk Cousins if he were to get injured. So well, you got to factor that in. I mean, this quarterback situation, there's not a quarterback on that see? roster you can count on behind Cousins. That's what I'm talking about. But that's that's like on the GM, right? And that's on like that's just bad managing management. You know what I mean? Like, you, you're not building for the future. You don't have anybody. If your guy gets hurt, you're toast. You're done. And, you know, they took a stab on Calamond. Okay, fine. You know, they wanted Justin Fields, but they didn't do anything about it. They weren't aggressive about it. So now now they deal with it. So let's pull the trigger on the under. Minnesota Vikings. Sorry, Salacious Stacy. Big Viking fan. Skull. All right, let's keep it rolling here. The New Orleans Saints over under is uh, an even nine. It's an even nine. They got it at plus 110 right now. To the over, the under is minus 130. And if there's a team, like, I don't know if we could do a list, like, you know, next week I'll sort of do a recap, but of teams that sort of had the worst camps, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? The Saints are right up there. Like, the Saints, you know, Drew, it's amazing, like, Drew Brees is in there, and we know that Drew Brees' arm strength was gone and, and all that, and we know that he wasn't the quarterback that he was, but he was still a leader, and he was still somebody that everybody respected and that could keep everything together. And you see, he's gone, and already Thomas is running his mouth, and I knew this was going to happen, and he's already, oh, they're lying to me, they're trying to ruin my reputation. Michael Thomas is a problem. They were upset about him delaying his own surgery, so we know about that drama. 
you get into the fact that the Saints, for whatever reason, have never, ever since they had Brandon Cooks, and then Michael Thomas came along. And Cooks was their star, and then Thomas came along, and they got rid of Cooks. And then they never got a second guy, right? Like the Traquan Smiths of the world and these guys, man, like it doesn't work. And they keep losing in the playoffs all the time because teams just isolate Michael Thomas and no, you guys don't have anyone else that can beat us besides Kamara and whatever. He's one guy. So what are you going to do? And now they don't even have that. So like Thomas is out. They don't have anyone else for Jameis Winston to throw the football to. It's going to be a heavy-ass dose of, of Kamara. And then we get into the the, the camp stop, Babano. Numerous injuries on a defensive line, like you name it. Like, you know, suspensions, injuries, or retirements. And it's like, you know, I at one point, the battle, I think like basically like the, the highest drafted guy on their D-line is like the fourth or fifth round type thing. They've got issues in a lot of spots suddenly, and they don't have Drew Brees to keep it together, but they do play against Atlanta and Carolina four times. And I don't think... I'm not saying, guys, and Babano, I don't think like the Saints are like the. I don't think the wheels are about to fall off because I do respect Sean Payton, but I'm just warning everybody they haven't had a very good camp. Nothing's gone their way. So these are the teams that I'm most excited about betting against every year in the NFL. These teams that for years they've been elite, they've been among the best teams in yeah. the NFL. And then they have that year where they drop off. And I think this is going to be that year where there's a drop off for the New Orleans Saints. And from an ATS standpoint, I think they're going to be a point spread losing team this year. I think they will be uh, an eight win at most ATS team this year. However, from a win totals perspective, Marenzi, we are talking about a 12 and four straight up team last year. And the win total now is eight and a half and nine in most spots. The problem with bet, and I would only look under when it comes to New Orleans. But the problem for me is this is a 12 win team last year. And it feels like the win total's already been adjusted at least a little bit. We're seeing eight and a half, nine to the struggles that a lot of people think and the downfall and the decline that a lot of people think the New Orleans Saints are going to have this year. So it's a question of value for me. And uh, I think that the adjustment's been made. And I, I can't say I'm rushing to go under nine. I, I think in theory, the under makes sense. I mean, you talked about the de- defense. Four defensive starters were gone from last year's team. And you mentioned now the injuries in training camp on that side of the ball. Trey Hendrickson, Sheldon Rankins, Malcolm Brown, Alex Anzalone, Janoris Jenkins. I mean, you go on down the list of the key defensive players that they lost from last year's group. And now they're suffering injuries with what they've got left over. Yeah, it's a worry. Uh, definitely on that side of the football. You know, it's also a worry that Drew Brees has been a quarterback of this team since 2006. And now for the first time, you got to find out if there's someone else who can do that job and run Sean Payton's offense. And we don't know if that's Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill's nice and gadget plays and the little Taysom Hill playbook whenever we see Brees out there. But is he ready to take snap after snap as a starting quarterback? We don't know. Winston's got all the ability in the world whenever he's not throwing to the other team. We know he can make plays, too. That's what's frustrating about Winston. But it's a big question mark there. And you mentioned the Michael Thomas discontent. They don't have a lot of receiver behind him with him not ready to start the year. What are you going to rely on? Traquan Smith, Marquez Calloway? I mean, that's not a big-time receiving core, in my opinion. So there's issues with the Saints, Marenzi. The problem I have is they're 12 wins last year, and now they're priced like 9. This isn't like them priced 11 or 10.5 or even 10. They're all the way down at 9. So I could only look under, but I just wonder if I've I've got enough value under the 9 to bet it. All right. The... um... Yeah, you know, it's it's. I think it's an accurate number. You, you can't underestimate Sean Payton, and even them winning nine, ten games would be a drop-off for them. But I do think Carolina are going to be bad, and I also think Atlanta are going to be bad as well. So they, they, they have a couple of spots, yet depth is just an issue for the Saints. And as the season goes on, 
I'm not high on the Saints. In fact, I don't think the Saints are going to be a playoff team, so I wouldn't be betting the over. I'll put it that way. Um, the yeah. New England Patriots, their win total is also nine. Shaded to the over at minus 140. We talked about the depth that they've added, and they have added quite a bit of depth, but they seem to be like they've added older guys. They've added guys that could get hurt. And, you know, they, they didn't really add, like, impact players. They just sort of realized, all right, we got to sign a bunch of guys for the sake of it, and we got money to spend. So they went out there, and they just started spending whoever was really available. I do think they're improved, but are they a 10-win football team? I don't know. I think the, the odds makers got the number right here with a nine-win uh, proposal, Babana. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be one of these, you know, you know the shot clock where the team that tries to – Virginia basketball. That's basically what New England's going to play on the football field this year. You know, melt the shot clock, in this case, melt the game clock, run the football a lot. Just ask uh, your offense and the run game to keep whoever's at quarterback, Cam Newton or Mac Jones, in the manageable down and distance situations, run the ball a lot, play good defense, time-consuming drives, time of possession. That's what it's going to well, be for New England this year. Didn't... Extend the game, hang in it. I'll, I'll, you know what? Number one, I'll disagree in a sense with Bad. Number one, the Patriots change their game plan on a weekly basis, right? Yeah. That's what Josh McDaniels does. That's what Belichick does. They attack whatever your weakness is. And in theory, yeah, you figured even last year they would try to run, you know, they would smash and run the ball. I don't think they like the running backs that much. And and then thirdly, there's no way in hell that they went and they spent all this money. They didn't spend money on Kendrick Bourne, on Nelson Aguilar, on, um, you, know, you look at the tight ends, Hunter Henry, John o. Smith. That's money. They spent money, guys, pretty nice, you know, chunk of change on four pass catchers, two wide receivers and two tight ends, clearly knowing we can't just run the ball. It's sort of like Detroit, but Bano, like Detroit's going to want to do that. Oh, let's run the ball. Well, let's throw it to the tight end a bit and stuff. It's like, yeah, it's all cute, but you got to put points on the board once you're losing and you're trailing. So I, I expect the Patriots to throw the ball more. But the only thing the Patriots challenge, I think, the biggest challenge for them to me is the quarterback. In that Cam Newton and and Cam Newton and Mac Jones could not be completely different, right? Than they are, and Mac Jones can run the exact Tom Brady offense that they ran with McDaniel's. They can go back to the West Coast stuff. They can do everything that you know what I mean. And they have a much more open playbook. With Cam Newton, it's completely different. So they have to like McDaniel's has to plan two different offenses, which I might I, has to be quite a challenge. And honestly, Babano. Like I said, I like Cam Newton as a person and stuff like that, but I think he'll get hurt. So my my guess is Mac Jones is going to end up being the quarterback by week five or six of this football team, and I think they will throw him at him. So that's that's my whole point. I don't think they're just going to be one of these teams, oh, yeah, we're going to try to win 10-7. They didn't spend all that money bringing in tight ends and wide receivers just to run the ball. Yeah, the, the running is going to be – it's not that they're going to exclusively run the football. They'll run more than pass, but that's why they also have a two-tight end system now as well. That's why they brought in two of them with Hunter Henry and Jonu Smith. Because uh, they that's brought when, in two of them because they're both old and injury-prone, both these guys. That's why they brought in two of them. <laughs> yeah, it reminds me of Gronkowski and Hernandez back in the day. And yeah, they yeah, love the two-tight yeah. end set, and they're trying to yeah. get a little bit of that back. The difference, again. The difference <laughs> with Hernandez and Gronkowski is they were 23 and 24 years old. Right, like that, they were both young. I know what you mean, though. You're right. They're trying to get back to that, but I think they're going to throw the ball. Like that's why they drafted a quarterback. Yeah, you know I mean, but Cam Newton's not the right guy. He's just holding. You know, what I mean, he's just. How long does it take before they they go to Max Jones? I don't know, but I think Cam Newton will probably end up getting injured, and the decision will be made for them. Yeah, the receiving core is still. A, I like Kendrick Bourne. Bourne was All right, good. Hold on, nice. 
All right, man, time's fly by here. We gotta take a break. Late night anger match by class continues. Break in. There's a pandemic going on out there. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. On Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204. ブッパーのライナーエグマンスポーツクラスケンティニューディスエスポーツレイジメンクイックス180ミニッツインスポーツトークラディオウォーキングフォッポーウィッパーバトルジェイソンビータークフェンスゲンジョーナスレベル3
And I think coaches like him better than the internet does. We'll put it that way. <laughs> That's the best way of putting it. All right, so we're into the New York, the New Yorks uh, here. And uh, the New York Giants, you know, the Giants were interesting. It was six and a half. I see seven now, minus 130. It's plus 110 to the under, minus 130 to the over for the New York Giants. And we were talking about camps earlier, Babano. This is a camp that I don't like. I don't like what I don't like this camp that they've had. All right, you had a big brawl once, and Joe Judge is making everyone do laps, and he's yelling at everybody all the time. They do absolutely nothing in the preseason all the time. And it just amazes me that, like, you're a team that's never won anything. You're a new coach, yet you act like, you know, somehow Harbaugh and Belichick care about the preseason, but you don't, Joe Judge, right? Because you know better. I wonder about Saquon Barkley never playing and then playing in week one. Like, that's their strategy. They're, no, no, he's good, but don't worry. But, no, we're not going to play him, but he'll be good in week one. And there's, you know... I want to like the Giants. I do. And I kind of do. I think they have a lot of talent, Babano. And I do think Joe Judge gets them fired up. I'm just saying, I haven't liked what I've seen in a camp. And I don't even care about, like, losing preseason games. But just as a whole, you've had multiple guys retire and quit because they hate Joe Judge. You know, young kids aren't going to say anything because they're not, you know what I mean? They're, they're still just getting in, into the league right now. I, I don't know, Babano, if that room is ready to explode and punch other teams in the mouth and win football games, or I don't know if that that room is about to implode, right? So we'll see, but there's a lot of pressure on Judge. And then you get to, to, to Daniel, Daniel Jones at the quarterback position, who has a lot of talent, guys, all right? And he shows flashes of, wow, like not a lot of players in this league can make the play he just made. And he also turns the ball over a hell of a lot. And I said it before, Babano, I mean, I was there and I saw it up close. And at first I thought, Babano, that Daniel Jones was like the toughest kid ever. I was like, man, this kid's tough. He stands in the pocket, he gets lit up, and he doesn't care. He stands in the pocket still. And then I realized, no, he's not tough. He's just stupid. And he doesn't know he's about to get killed. Because... <laughs> He has zero pocket awareness, this kid. And it was actually a problem at Duke. That's, you know, and it was the same thing. They said, no, everything at Duke, they said, yeah, he's a little careless with the ball sometimes, though, in the pocket. Yeah, no you know what I mean? It'll get swiped out of his arm. It's like, bro, you don't realize that you're about to get hit? Like, you can't hear the guy coming? Like, his, his, his awareness at times is baffling because he's a Duke kid. He's a smart kid. And in other times of battle, he'll make the, the most incredible player throw, and you're like, this is why we love him. This is why we love him. I think he's good, and it would certainly freaking help him, too, a battle if Saquon Barkley could stay on the damn field for a year with him, too. The New York Giants offense, when I started you know, looking at the team and their schedule and analyzing how they're going to do this year, this offense, it looks to me like that car, you get the... You know, you get it looking good. You get it, the, the, everything looking right. The, the hydraulics, the sound system is great. It looks beautiful, nice paint job, all of that. But the blood and guts, the motor, the engine of the offense, I'm not sure I like it. I'm comparing it to the Giants' offense. The Giants' offense has the shiny toys. It's got the good-looking cards. They brought in Kenny Galladay, good receiver, tight end, Kyle Rudolph, Saquon Barkley back from injury. They're going to have a ton of weapons for uh, Daniel Jones. They've done a good job in that regard. They drafted Kadarius Toney, the speedy receiver uh, in the draft, to go with Galladay and, and with Sterling Shepard back from last year. 
Evan Ingram, Kyle Rudolph at tight end. A lot of weapons, Barkley in the backfield. But here's the problem. The motor and the engine of the offense, you know what it is? It's the offensive line, and I don't think I like it very much. It was awful last year. I don't think they addressed it enough. Oh, and it's offensive coordinator Jason Garrett calling plays, and I don't think I love that either, to be honest with you. I, I don't I don't have a problem with Jason Garrett. That, see, that's another one, too, where it's like, oh, just Garrett. Garrett's not the head coach. There's a massive difference. The play calling was good for the Giants. Like, the, the play calling's never been the problem. It's, you know, it was the execution. It was the talent, et cetera. But, the O-line. <laughs> yeah, I don't have a problem. And listen, I'm not saying if I owned a football team at Bano that I would hire Garrett, like, as my offensive coordinator. But what I am saying is there's a big difference between him being the O.C., they love him there, Babano. Like, put it this way. If they fire Judge, he'll get the job. He'll get the job. The Maras like him. That's why he's there. He was the quarterback there and stuff. Like, like they, he's, he's got connections there, and, and they like him. And, and as I say, the play calling, like I said, I, I watch the Giants intently. The play calling was never an issue. You mentioned the offensive line. That's an issue. That's the big hit. Look, look, their defense isn't very good, but it got better under Judge. They got meaner, at least. You could definitely see they they hit harder. They got to the ball faster. I just don't get it. Like, the Giants, and I agree with what you said, but Ben, I think it was a good analogy about the shiny toy team. And it seemed, like, un-giant-like to me to do this, doesn't it? Like, all right, like, really? You're going to give Galladay all that money? He's always injured in Detroit. And then, so you sign Galladay. And then on top of it, you draft Tony out of Florida, right? And you already have Saquon Barkley coming back, and you've got Shepard. You've got Evan Engram. You've got all these skill position players. Ryan on. Rudolph, too, at tight end. Yeah, like, exactly. You've already got skill position players. Like, you need an offensive lineman. Yep. You know what I mean? You got to get offensive lineman or a Micah Parsons type on defense. Because that's one of the Giants. When the Giants used to win Super Bowls, Babano, what was it? It was the pass rush, bro. Yep. Like, in the, in the old days, in the 80s, it was Lawrence Taylor and Carson and Marshall and these guys. And then and then and after, when they beat Brady, it was, you know, the Pierre Pauls. And you know what I mean? It was all those guys and, and the Michael Strahans. And, and they've always had, like, a good pass rush or good linebackers. They, they don't have that. Oh, oh, Omen Euro, I can go on. You know what I mean? But, like, they, 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 they always had these great defensive linemen and linebackers and stuff. They haven't had, they lost their identity. They've sort of gotten soft. And you figure with Joe Judge there that preaches this toughness that they wouldn't go out and sign all offensive players and draft offensive players after. But Gettleman's in charge. And I think Gettleman thinks, I got to get Daniel Jones weapons. But their offensive line's pretty bad to battle. It got better, but it is a problem. He's running for his life. Well, Dave Gettleman had another Dave Gettleman special in the draft last year. There were so many offensive linemen and tackles he could have taken. And he took Andrew Thomas, and look, Andrew Thomas had a rough year last year. Now I get it; he was a rookie. You got to hope he's better. You can't judge. You can't judge. Yeah, Nate Solder also is the other tackle, and he's old. He's injury prone. What are you going to get out of him? You know, he's had a nice career. I don't deny that. He was great for New England all those years. But he's an older guy. He's got injury concerns. He's on the you know the wrong downward trajectory in my mind. What are you going to get from him now? So there's and the interior of the O line doesn't look really good. They're bringing back most of the same guys that weren't very effective, you know, creating a push for Saquon Barkley last year. You know, it's nice to have Barkley back, but is that interior of the O-line going to open up the run game and block properly? I still got questions there. There are he things to like on defense for this team. 
But I have defense. What's there to like on defense? Their offense is what's good, but bad. Like their offense Secondary will put is going to be improved, I think. Uh, Adoree Jackson's a nice pickup. Again, there's another guy with injury issues, but he's a good corner if he stays healthy. Danny Shelton, they brought him in. Some things I like with what they did on defense. The secondary really could be solid. But again, pass rush. Dexter Lawrence has got to keep progressing. I thought he was better last year. Um, they've got uh, a couple guys that can uh, – Leonard Williams as well. Uh, those two guys are going to have to get after the quarterback because they're going to be leading that defensive line. It's going to be up to them. So there's pieces. The linebacking core is not good, though. Uh, that much is an issue. And the schedule, you look at it. A tough non-division schedule. you got to play the NFC West and the AFC West. That's tough. That's really, really tough. That's the two best divisions in the NFL, top to bottom, in my mind, coming into the year. NFC West and AFC West. That's what the Giants have ahead of them. So they'd better win their games in their division this year in that NFC East. Because outside of that division, the schedule is going to be really, really tough. And it is, you know, I don't know, it's a mediocre division, but they're all mediocre, so it's so equal. They're all flawed in the NFC East. I think Washington's the best of the bunch, but that's not saying much, and I'm concerned about Rivera and the issues they're having with their vaccination rate, too. I think Dallas are the best, but it's Dallas, right? So, like, you can't trust them. And you mentioned, I don't know, like, is Dak Prescott going to stay healthy? That that's not a guarantee. Mike McCarthy's the coach. I'm not a Mark. You know what I mean? I got nothing against Mike McCarthy. I just don't. I don't think like I think the NFL is sort of passing by. You know, I think he had his time in the NFL and somebody else's turn. I don't like Kellen Moore, the play caller. I don't trust Dak Prescott to stay healthy. I think Washington are good, but they're being a little bit overhyped coming into the year. Um, and I think Philadelphia are going to struggle. And you get the Giants, which you really don't know. I look, Babano, they're, you know, like these numbers move and they move back and stuff like that. The Giants at six and a half, I can live with a small play to the over because all you're asking for is seven and 10. And seven and 10 would be a disappointment to them, but like you're, all you're asking for is seven and 10. Once you get to seven, then it kind of sucks because you're playing for a push and I'm not sure they're an eight and 19, Babano. We've only got like 30 seconds, so. We'll have to wait for the Jets, although everybody knows I've already taken the Jets under six and a half. But I will say, I like what I've seen from them in their camp, actually. And what you said about New England, that'll be true with the Jets. The Jets are clearly sending a message. They're going to play smash mouth football. And I think that's going to help Zach yeah. Wilson that they're not, they're not saying to the kid, hey, run around and make us a Super Bowl contender. Ian Cameron, you can find him on Twitter, at Babano. Quickest 180 minutes in Sports Talk Radio continues. Babano, it's always a pleasure. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, Gabe. The late night anger management class is in Sports Radio. You're listening to the Sports Grid Radio. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. 
at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. I disagree. I disagree. Kicking the text team camera. We could talk football all night, man. Time just uh, flies by. Um, but we're going to talk some baseball in level three. But we're not done with the football yet. So just to recap tonight, and uh, Dave want to hear my take on all the NFL win totals. Uh, did I start at A tonight? No, 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 no. We, we, we've been going like three or four teams like on Sundays and Wednesdays with a battle. If you tune in, Dave, uh, to Game Time Decisions at 6 o'clock Eastern. Uh, we've been talking a lot of futures as well, and we will announce, we'll have a night where it'll be like, we're going to announce all of our plays. You know what I mean? And I can tell you right now, and I know because it tells me how many plays I have, I have 21 future bets right now. I do have some baseball bets sprinkled in here, though. I got Cy Young's, I got uh, Tampa Bay Rays to win the division, I got, I got a bunch of Braves, I got a bunch of baseball, but I have quite a bit of football, too. Uh, but I can tell you, I just put a bet in tonight on the Minnesota Vikings. Minnesota Vikings to go under eight and a half wins at plus money. I can't believe this thing's plus money. So what? You're telling me that it's minus money that Kirk Cousins is going to have a winning record? Not to mention Kirk Cousins did, never got vaccinated, all right? Kirk Cousins tests positive for COVID once he automatically misses a game. If he tests positive... On a, on a Thursday, Friday, or Saturday, then he's going to miss two games. And Kellen Mond's not ready to win a game in the NFL. Kirk Cousins can barely win a game in the NFL. Dalvin Cook can never stay healthy. Their defense isn't what it used to be. Under eight and a half Vikings. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So... No, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.